everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. everybody, it's Kat, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Kat. Hey, everyone. How are you? Interesting episode today. Um, we have a guest that we've had before. Yep, that's true. He was on uh, last season, I think. I don't remember. Yeah, it's been, um, you know, some time ago. Um, it was quite popular episode. Um, you know, he's very charismatic. Um, quite interesting. Yep, for sure. And that's Vernon Wells. <coughs> um, you know, many people know him from Mad Max. And uh, this <laughs> particular time... He's playing a Santa Claus kind of character. Yeah, yeah that's uh, kind of different, I think. Um, he doesn't quite strike me as Santa-like. You know, it's like he has that face that could be like you could see the sweet Santa in that outfit, but then... He's got just like enough of like that face to be like, you know, this is a bad Santa. Yeah, I mean, he typically doesn't play um, sweet people in his movies, I guess. I know, but you know, I he has such a sweet personality, don't you think? I mean, oh yeah, for sure. There's definitely that, um, you know, lovable side to him. Um, but also, you kind of love him as a bad guy. Yeah, I think that's probably what we're used to seeing him as in most of his movies. Well, and this episode is part one of um, next week's episode, uh, which we're going to have the um, co-star, um, Dave Sheridan, um, as our guest. Yeah, that's true. Uh you know, we we actually recorded Dave already, and uh, that episode is fairly long, so um, we decided to release them separately rather than together. And it really fits in with the season. I mean, um, it's the Christmas tapes is the name of the movie. Um, you know, it's not your typical, um, like, miracle, you know. Thirty fourth yeah. <laughs> year, whatever street. Um, you know, it, it it's um it's more of like this scary, um, bad side of Santa Claus and Christmas. Um, I guess a spoof of like the Blair Witch Project. Um, made into a family watching Christmas tapes and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So, um. You know, we we kicked off December with Rhonda Vincent and her Christmas album. And now we have uh, the Christmas tapes. So two episodes of that. 
And then um, we'll be ending our Christmas season uh, with Judy Norton, who was Mary Ellen Walton. So she also has a Christmas album out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think this has been a really interesting December for us as far as guests go. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, certainly been interesting to talk to him for sure. Yeah. So, you know, I, I hope everyone uh, has a happy holiday. And uh, I know we'll be uh, sending our wishes uh, on the Judy Norton episode as well. But, um, you know, just wanted to l- let everybody know that um, we are sending them warm holiday wishes. Oh, and uh, also uh, thank you for helping get us to 20,000 downloads. That is amazing. Um, You know, that's like Santa Claus coming early in a way. Yeah, yeah. uh, You know, I thought it was going to take a little longer, but uh, we actually made it, uh, you know, earlier this week. Yeah, I kind of think that I won that little bet because I think I was the optimistic one thinking we were going to make it before Christmas. So Yeah, yeah. for some reason I thought it would be right around the end of the season, but, you know, it's a few weeks before and, uh, you know, we already hit that milestone, so we'll see what's next. Uh, 25, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, do we get a badge for a 20 or something? I don't know. How... I would say, um, you know, I've already posted a short video. Um, yeah. Just yeah. saying thank you to everyone because we really appreciate the new listeners and the old faithful listeners. and Old faithful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come all ye faithful. <laughs> um, you know, Christmas Carol there. I see what but, you um, did there. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have picked up a lot of listeners and we're just uh, all the time it seems like we're gaining uh, gaining new people and I love that yeah it's uh it's been quite a year for sure so we're doing well yeah we worked hard you know I feel like um podcasting is um you know a pretty hard job uh and... yeah at times it is I've heard that it's you know for some podcasters, it's the hardest job ever. Um, but I mean, you, you know, working with you, you make it easy. So, well, you know, um, I do say that um, it is a hard job. <laughs> However, <laughs> um, you know, what is that thing like? If you love what you're doing, you never work a day in your life. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, I kind of think that applies. Um, Jeff Rasley, if you're listening, um, you know, I think that could be like one of your 72 wisdoms. <laughs> you know, Matt made it into that book of 72 wisdoms, and we're having Jeff on uh, next season. So, uh, you know, I'm just trying to like get my little. Uh, quote. Yeah, yeah, maybe you'll be in the uh, uh, 73 to 144 or whatever it is. Yeah, and I don't even care what number I get. You know, <laughs> like, I'll take any of them, Jeff, if you're listening. <laughs> so, we, yeah, we I, had a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. 
know, uh, you know, let's keep that fun rolling with Burnham Wells. I can't wait to just hear what he has to tell us. Yeah, it should be interesting for sure. He's always a. Uh, it was great talking to him last time, and uh, you know, I don't expect anything less this time. So. No, it's going to be more because he's Santa Claus. That's true. We'll see if he's a good good Santa or bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Well, Vernon Wells, it's so great to have you back as a guest again on Backstory Sessions. Welcome. Thank you. You were uh, quite a popular guest before. I can see why. And, uh, you know, we expect no less today. Ah, that's a, that's very nice of you to say that. No pressure, Vernon. <laughs> no, that's what I figured. Yeah, no pressure. Just yeah, we'll, we'll rev him up when we first get him on, and then we'll just let him slowly destroy himself. <laughs> Nobody listens past the first few minutes, so you're good. Ah, goody goody. <laughs> um, so this movie, the Christmas tapes, um. You're like a kind of like a Santa Claus, um, Pied Piper, uh, evil kind of person. So, uh, what's that like with the Christmas spirit and <laughs> all? Um, it was fun. I mean, uh, I think I'm trying to think of a. I think I've played Santa before, but not not like this. Uh, I've never actually played a nice Santa, so. Um, <laughs> Yeah. which is which is kind of good um but uh it, it was it was fun yeah you're right he's like he's a santa claus who who uh brings retribution <laughs> uh which is kind of fun you know he's a pied piper i think the, the my favorite line in the uh in the, the thing is that i am the piper and the piper must be paid um and i think that's that's kind of the the gist of it um playing santa claus and um santa claus is um the person that you 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 know you usually see bringing the presents and and um sitting having kids sit on his knee and be nice and this one's um kind of does some horrible things to you if you've been if you've been bad hmm well, I'm mad. I feel like that you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I've been did pretty right. good this year, I think. Uh, well, I have a list, man. It's okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I thought you looked good, Vernon, for Santa. You know, I, I, I could see you definitely as the good Santa, too. Um, it's, it's, you know what, it's, it's kind of... Um, I was talking to someone else, and I said, "Yeah, what 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 I love at this time of my life is I get these wonderful movies because you know I've worked my way to this point. I think I'm at the point where every actor wants to be, and that is that I, I get all these wonderful roles given to me to play things that, that uh, a few years ago they would never have considered me for simply because I was too known as the villain." Um, but now people look at it and go, you know what? He would make a great Santa or he'd make a great, um, he'd, he'd make a great priest or he'd, he'd hmm. make a great father or, or, um, I always remember that I was up for a father many years ago, uh, in a film that was made, it was called Anaconda. 
Um, oh yeah, I remember that the, movie. Yeah, well, I was up to play the um, the captain of the ship, which mm. is basically a father figure, and uh, he has a young wife. And I got through the first couple of auditions, and then I did an audition with with uh, all the casting directors and producers and things. And one of the producers said, "You know what? You 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 do wonderful things. I love watching you work. However, I don't think that the audience would would be prepared to take you having a wife who's 14 years your senior." Hmm. And I said, "Oh." And they said, you know, I think you're just a little too old for the girl. So unfortunately, I think we're going to pass. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that my wife, who I've been married to for 31 years, is 16 years younger than me. <laughs> um, I just sort of let that alone. I went, OK, I'm not going. There. <laughs> um, but it's funny that that was how people looked at it. And now nobody cares. Mm. You know, everybody's like, no, 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 that's fine. I think you'll be wonderful as uh, having a, a younger wife. And I would think you'll be wonderful playing Santa Claus. It's, it's, I, I love it to be, to be, to be blunt. Whether he's a good or a bad Santa, I just love it. It's so much fun. What are, uh, what are Christmases like for you? And I mean, do you typically spend them out there in California, or do you travel, or? Um. It depends. Mostly now we tend to, to uh, have, because we've got a, a very large group of friends, we call them um, the orphans. Uh -huh. uh, we've got all this group of friends who don't have their parents here or their relatives here. So, you know, we usually have a, a barbecue or a, a dinner mm -hmm. and um, they all get invited because they're all friends of ours and they all sort of come along and uh, we kind of have this wonderful Christmas uh, with all of our, our friends, um, it's never traditional. We have usually it's it's like I cook um, lamb on the um, on the barbecue, mm -hmm. and we have you know barbecued vegetables, and somebody will bring along uh, some fish, and um, maybe someone's got some turkey, and we have yeah, turkey. Yeah. And so what it is is it sort of becomes this big mishmash of right. stuff. And uh, I don't drink, and my wife doesn't drink, so um, all our alcoholic friends start to get slashed around. Uh, <laughs> all around. And about three hours into it, they're all laying on the floor singing carols. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's fun, but that's the way I grew up. You know, when I was a kid, my mother, we would have Christmas and New Year at our house. Um, we lived in the country, but Christmas and New Year at our house was just everybody and um, this big round table of people and uh, food and singing and, you know, and that's the way I grew up. So I, I kind of, that's the way I am when, when we do Christmas. It's just have fun, enjoy it, you know, and it's not a point of me having a Christmas. It's a point of if people haven't got anywhere to go. Right, yeah. Yes, they do. They've got our place to go to. Um <laughs> So we usually, the only thing I forbid is anybody wanting to play any of my movies. That's a no-no. <laughs> um, it's like, no, we're not doing that. Oh, come on, let's play one of Bernard's movies. Like, yeah, we've got two hopes. Let's watch um, Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, let's watch Mad Max with Commando. It's like, yeah. not happening. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of fun uh, now. Um, and I just enjoy it. You know, what can I say? Yeah, I flew in yesterday from um, 
being over in Japan, and uh, which was hysterical coming home because I don't know if you know that when you fly over the Dateline, you know, um, coming back, right. um, all the all the uh, all of your your uh, your watch and your phone and everything jump ahead by twenty four hours. So we're flying over, and it's like we left on on the second. And I had to do something last night. One of a film I did was uh, having a screening, which I'd said I'd go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go over the dateline, and all of a sudden, bing, it's Saturday. And I went, oh, crap. <laughs> Saturday, what the fuck? Oh, gee, God, did we miss a day? And there's this whole thing sets in where you like, so I've got the, the one of the waiters, you know, one of the um, girls that's uh, on the plane. What day is it? And she said, what do you mean? I said, what day is it? And she went, I think it's Friday. I said, are you sure? Because my, <laughs> my phone's telling me it's Saturday. And she went, really? And so now suddenly I've got off. Everybody's worried that we've gone into this void suddenly um, and, and lost a day. It was just very funny. But apparently that happens. And then after you get closer to um, America, it all just goes back to the right time. Mm. But it's a little freaky for a minute because you're thinking, yeah. oh, dear, you know, I, I made all these arrangements to do these things, but they're gone. <laughs> the day's gone, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a little bit like Santa, you know. Oh, damn, crossed over that line again, and now it's Monday. Oh, <laughs> dear me, we've missed it again. Um, a little bit like that. Like a Stephen King movie or something. Yes, totally, yeah. yes. That's good. That's, uh, I was thinking when we we're coming home, you, you should make a movie about it because it is actually funny that you lose that yeah. that sense. You suddenly think, oh, God, I've lost a day. How did I? <laughs> and I kept thinking, well, when you go to Australia, you lose a day because you're a day behind and you get there, and, you know, and, and now you're a day ahead. So that's okay. <laughs> and your wife's looking going, at you like, you damn fool. <laughs> Yes, my wife's just sitting there going, you'll figure it out, Um, just letting me do it and and get frustrated about it. Um, But uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I I wouldn't, as my uh, best friend said, wouldn't be dead for quids. Hmm. It's, It's just so much fun now. So in the Christmas tapes, I understand there was quite a bit of improv. Um, was that in your scenes as well? Um, yeah, the the guys do a lot of improv. Uh, they write, basically, as, as he said to me when I, I did, he said, we basically write an outline, outline with um, a few, pay, a few uh, lines of dialogue to give you an idea of what we're looking at, and then we give it to you. And I went, oh. And they went, what? I said, you you seriously are game enough to leave me go <laughs> <laughs> lines of dialogue and an idea? And they went, well, we're hoping you can do it. And I went, oh, you <laughs> wish you had never said that. Um, and we just had a lot of fun with it. And actually, I, for some reason, I love working like that because a lot of stuff I do turns into uh, there's a, an improv kind of vibe to it. I don't. I don't just, if somebody, if I learn the script, I don't just depart from the script and, and think I know better. Right. But there are times in even a, a, a fully written script that you can move away from what you're, you're doing. 
mm-hmm. because the scene allows you to. And um, I love that because you can sort of just add little bits in and do little bits. And and sometimes it's just nothing but a few words. I mean, last night I was watching this, we were watching this film that I did, which I was doing the first screening of. Excuse me. And um, a lot of who I am came out in the film because I play a, a fallen priest who's trying to help this one of his students um, fight a demon. Mm. And so a lot of the dialogue that I was using, um, I was I would be talking to her and I'd say, you know, sweet one, we've got to be careful what we do, you know. And I would I would refer to her in terms. I would talk to my closest friends mm. because it, it tended to be that kind of thing, you know, where there was an intimacy and um, a closeness. Right. And so that, that, that just fell into who I am. And the same with uh, with the Christmas tapes. There's um, a lot of, of of the way I, I I work and the way I think and and a lot of the fun that's in my brain when I'm not allowed <laughs> to use it when I'm working. Uh, that was all able to come out. Um, which I'm not. You know, somebody once said that if ever all of these characters I play come out. I am doomed. Yeah. <laughs> I am totally doomed. And it worries me at times. I think, you know, if I play these characters so well, they're all somewhere inside who I am. Yeah. And and that's scary when you think about it. You think, yeah, God, what did I do? Yeah. You know, some, somewhere in another life, what was I, bloody Attila the Hun right, or something? Yeah. Honey, it's, I it's want just... you to go to your mother's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, it's, it's, it's funny where your mind goes when you're trying to think of these things. Yeah. You're like, oh, God, what did I do? <laughs> what was it like working with Dave Sheridan? Had you worked with him before? I didn't actually work with Dave because he's uh, in a different, it's four different vignettes. Oh, and, okay. and Dave's in his own, I'm in mine. But uh, yes, I have. I love Dave. Um, I was actually there having um, the screening uh, the 14th of December up in Sacramento, and I was going to go up with him, but I'm so tied up with things I've got to do that I'll have to fly up and fly back because I just don't have the time to drive, mm. And uh, which would have been fun because I would have enjoyed the uh, four or five hours driving up with him and Felissa Rose. Oh, wow. Um, it would have been um, a, a, an outrageous time. I mean, if we had been pulled over by a cop, I died. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, None of us would have got it. I don't know if that would be like a safe thing to turn you all loose, I guess. <laughs> it would have been a, a mini movie in <laughs> itself. Um, but yeah, I love both of them. So uh, yeah, I would have enjoyed it. But I, I love Dave. It's, uh, I, I've been around him so often in different films, but I've never worked with him, which is that I'm aware of. I could have. I could be lying here. I could, could be so dumb I've forgotten. <laughs> but I don't believe I've actually worked with uh, Dave. Um, but uh, it's like a, a lot of things. You know, there's a couple of people I, you know, I really, really want to work with, and I've been in films with them, but I've never actually worked with them in the film, which tends to peeve me a little. 
So the last time I think we touched base with you was maybe the like June or something of this year. Uh, mm-hmm. But it sounds like you've been really busy um, since that point. So tell us a little bit about what's been going on your your um, films since since. I, yeah, I you know I just keep working. It's just it, it always amazes me that people just keep using me, um, which. You know, thank God they keep doing it. Um, but I've done a couple of films since then, which, oh, my God, I just love so much. One I did um, with the Venny Pin. It's called uh, Frost. Yeah. And it's just come out, and it's virtually the two of us in a car, trapped in a car on the side of a mountain. Um, and uh, she's my daughter, a strained daughter, who comes to see me up in my cabin. Um, and she's pregnant, which was, you know, and the funny thing was she was actually pregnant in the film. She was like eight months pregnant, seven and a half months pregnant. <laughs> and and I said to her, I said to Vinny, you know, why are you doing this film? You know, it's a, and we were in the snow. I mean, so, you know, it, you know, it's like really difficult. And she said, well, there's a, a thing about women is that you can wear a fake um, appliance on your body to, to make you look pregnant mm. but you don't react to situations the same way as you do when you're actually pregnant when you're trying to protect that little thing that's inside your body there are ways that you move and things that you do which are just automatic and she said that's what I wanted from this character I didn't I didn't want it to have to be something I thought about I just wanted it to be something that I naturally did and I was so proud of her, and she's just so amazing. And I've, I've worked a couple of times with Davini, and I adore her. And um, it was just so much fun doing that film. I mean, my God, yeah, oof, I froze my ass off. It was fun. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and so did she. But it was just so much fun doing it. And then um, I've done a couple of other really, really good films, one that... Um, played last night was the was the devil within um and they changed the title but uh it was the devil within mm-hmm. um and i play a fallen priest um trying to save a next student but i'm actually i've been thrown out of the uh priesthood because of doing the wrong thing with little children sure. Um, and I keep trying to convince her that I can't help her because I'm not actually a father anymore. You know, I'm not a priest. And to do an exorcism or anything, you have to be, um, you know, working for God as a priest. You have to be that way. Otherwise, you can't do it because it's, you know, have no power. And she's insistent. And then she does things herself. And then I have to uh, go in and help her, uh, which is kind of fun. And, um, I really, really enjoyed it. It was just one of those things you do where you're like, wow, this is so cool. I love this. Mm. Um, And then I did another one where it's a kid's movie called, uh, I did for, uh, called Nerd, which is about a little robot that comes to Earth and uh, these kids find that it gets injured, you know, like coming to Earth when it hits the ground. And I play this old crusty guy who uh, 
owns this huge big junkyard and all these car junkyards. And, and for years and years, I've been telling everybody that the aliens have been here and they're coming back and this whole thing. And nobody, everybody thinks I'm a nutcase. And then when this one crash lands on Earth and these kids find it and try to hide it from me, I set out on this revenge to find it and destroy it, to prove that I was right all the time. And in the finish, when I finally do find it, I realize that it's, it's here to help, not hinder. And so I have to change my whole outlook. And it's, it's, it's kind of fun. It's with a whole group of kids who were wonderful and this little alien <laughs> was wonderful. Um, and I just... Yeah, I just enjoyed it. I had so much fun doing it. I thought, yeah, this is so much fun. And then the other side of that coin is that I just finished a film um, which is uh, called Charisma Killers, which is probably one of the most violent films I've been in for a while. Um, and I play the old man, as he's called, kind of the leader of this group of uh, younger people that I put together who are all masters of their own um, technique for, for killing. Mm -hmm. And I use them to um, kill the people that deserve to die, that, that uh, society and the government can't get to, but I can. Um, so I enjoyed that. And then um, I was actually in, um, as I said, in Japan for the opening of a film I did for a Japanese director, which was called The End of Loyalty, which was another very violent film. Um, and I did that, um, and I just, you know, I keep getting all these wonderful films given to me, which I love. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be dead for quids as I was told. <laughs> and I just think it's so much fun to be me at the moment. You know, then of course, you know, the Christmas tape playing Santa Claus as this kind of... Yeah way out there revengeful soul mm. and i did uh, another one um kill giggles which i play a clown <laughs> and there's just all of these you know all these things that all you all you like when you sort of somebody says you what would you really love to play and you know yeah, oh, i'd love to play a clown and scare the shit out of kids <laughs> and, Lo and behold, you get to play a clown, but he's not that kind of clown. He's one trying to save his daughter from a killer, and he ends up giving his life. And so, you know, all these things come along, and you're like, wow, this is just, this is just so cool to be able to do these things um, that I really, really enjoy. And uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just happy um, going along, doing my thing, and I've got. I've booked for like three films next year. Um, I've been incredibly lucky. A good friend of mine, um, Tom Conkle, who's a writer-director, we did a film together, uh, film noir in black and white called Trouble Is My Business, which is a brilliant, brilliant film. Uh, he said to me while I was on the set, he said, What's, give me three films you'd love to do before you get out of the business or, or the, uh, the guy upstairs decides to take you home to entertain him. And um, I said, well, let's just talk about the films because I'm not sure I'm going up to see that guy. <laughs> um, and uh, he uh, said, so what would you like to do? And I said, well, uh, one of my favorites films that I would love to do is I'd love to play the pirate in Treasure Island. And he went, uh-huh. And I said, I would love to play the, play the captain in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the captain of the uh, yeah, Nautilus. You know. 
and I would love to do a real version um, of a vampire movie because the book about the original uh, vampire was he was an older man. He was in his 60s. He'd lived life. He had all these experiences, and that's what made him so wonderful. And I said, I would love to do, you know, one of those and he said ah oh, okay and about three months after that he sent me the outline for a script for uh, island in the, the sky and uh, it's basically um a version of treasure island set in space yeah interesting. i'll be playing the pirate um and uh, that's going ahead next year in australia so yeah i just I have all these wonderful things happening that I think is so good, so so enjoyable, actually. Are you going to be taking time off for the holidays, or are you just going to work around your, you know... Work I kind around... of work when people ask me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I got that's, yeah, at the moment I'm taking time off because nobody's interested. Everybody's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get you next year. Are you available in April? Um, that kind of thing. So I was yeah. like, yeah, okay. Um but if if uh, somebody comes along and says, "Hey, you know, what are you doing?" Um, I'll be the first one there. Yeah, because I just enjoy it. Um, you know, I had so much fun, you know, doing the Christmas tapes because it was just out there. It was just, it was just uh, the the yeah. greatest thing to play Santa Claus, who tortures this guy and his <laughs> wife. And, does all these horrid things. You know. Santa Claus doesn't do that. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> um, so I just love that that kind of thing, taking um, a set view that we have of something and then turning it upside down, you know, like Santa isn't always good. Santa can be a total ass. Yeah. And, and it's uh, it's fun doing that. That uh, everybody's perception of things, uh, you change it. You know, nope, not the way we're going to do it. Yeah. So when you're playing the roles like where there's the exorcism, for instance, um, what's that like? Like, have you uh, been to an exorcism before in like real life or? No, um, we we talked about this extensively um, uh, when we were doing it. And uh, it was kind of uh, between me and the, the young lady who was the star in, of it, in it and uh, uh, the, the director, they both wrote the script together. Um, we talked about, because to them, he was, he was a fallen priest. So he had to be different. He couldn't be a priest priest. Mm-hmm. He had to be virtually, when it all came down to it, he had to be a man trying desperately to save a friend. And uh, I've never done an exorcism, but I I read the books on it. And uh, the funny thing was, he gave me this book on exorcism, and it was all in Latin. And he said, so there's like 12 pages. He marked all the pages. We want you to do these in the film. And I went, you want me to do 12 pages in Latin? (laughs) He said... Yes, and I said, you do realize I don't speak Latin, right? And he went, is that a problem? But probably not for me, because I'll just mumble my way through it, but for everybody that speaks Latin, they're just going to sit there and go, what the hell is he talking about? (laughs) And he said, oh, so we should do it in English. And it was funny, because I said, yeah. And he said, oh, that's a shame, because 
Latin's the devil's language. And my <laughs> wife said, what? The devil knows every language. Hmm. He speaks to everybody on earth. Why would Latin be his language? <laughs> and and he went, even the director went, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and he went, yeah, good, we'll do it in English. And um, it was funny because that changed everything in the film that was, that we use Latin in, in certain parts, you know, when I'm blessing, you know, Domini Pater, mm. you know, Santos, all that. We did that in Latin. Um, but all the rest of it we um, did in English, uh, which was kind of uh, interesting. And I read all the uh, information on it, and it's horrendous. I mean, doing it and yeah. being involved in it. So uh, we did a short version because actually, if you did an actual exorcism, it would be a two-day film. Um, so we we shortened it down to like an hour and a half. And about 20 minutes of that was the exorcism. That was a very quick exorcism. He wasn't a very smart demon. Um, <laughs> so uh, we uh, 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 brought it down. But it was interesting. Some of the things, like there was something I didn't know. Did you know that if you want to defeat a demon, all you have to do is get it to tell you its name, trick it into telling you its name? Because once you know its name, then you control it. But the point is the demons are very sneaky and they will lie to you. Uh-huh. I did so you, Yeah, so you've got to be aware that if it says its name is blah, blah, it may not be. And then when you go right ahead and think, I'm now in control, uh, you'll, you'll walk yourself into a trap that you can't get out of. Um, I didn't know any of this, and I'm like, Wow, if ever I get into trouble with a demon, I'm going to use this shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be right. I'll have all this on hand, man. You know, That's don't right. come near me, dude. I'll have you hammered. Um, but it, it's quite interesting to to learn this stuff, you like, because I spent three years in seminary college when I was a kid, because I was actually, <laughs> you love this, I was actually training to be a minister. Hmm. Wow. And um, way, way, way back. And the biggest problem I had was I have a brain that thinks, and so I ask questions all the time. And finally, they got sick of me. And uh, <laughs> they got sick of saying, you have to have a belief. You have to believe. It's believing. And I would say, yeah, but yeah, you know, but... <laughs> most things I believe in, I can prove. Like, if I believe it's raining and walk outside, I'm going to get wet. Um, so I, I used to get very sort of uh, pedantic in my attitude and so I was asked to uh, leave the seminary college be gone depart you you (laughs) even you go away (laughs) go be an actor (laughs) yeah go be an actor god damn it Um, which is funny because now my wife's Buddhist so but my religion, if I were called it a religion, is Buddhism. But right. Buddhism isn't a religion. It's a way of life. It's a way of regarding people, yourself, the the, the world we live in, everything we do, mm-hmm. um, which is more uh, functional for who I am than trying to um, carry a belief system with me that I don't really believe in. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's kind of uh, interesting. I mean, I... I believe in all the, you know, the the fact that people have a need, um, a deity to believe in, because that is something that they can hold on to in times of, of 
of stress right. when they need something to to um, to grip. Uh, so I have no problems in in uh, realizing that that is a reality. But it's it, it interests me. Um, the whole thing did back then. Now I'm an actor, and you know everything's totally unreal. So what the hell? <laughs> I'm here playing priests for God's sake and Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> oh, who am I to preach about it, about it, uh, religion? So uh, yeah, it's 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 fun. It really is. You get you learn a lot being an actor because you get these roles where you have to study and find out what they're about. Yeah. And, I think that's fun because you suddenly learn something that you really didn't know. You know, I had no clue what an exorcism was except from the exorcist. Right. And um, and suddenly I'm playing a, a fallen priest who's trying to exorcise a demon from someone. Oh mm. uh, yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> what's a what's a good gift for Vernon Wells? A good gift for Vernon Wells. Yeah. Oh. I mean, if you were going to get a gift, I mean. A good gift for me. Once upon a time, I used to say, "Five foot eleven, blonde with blue eyes." Yeah. I didn't know how to say no. <laughs> well, but, uh, in absence of I'm, that, I'm not allowed to say that anymore. You know? Right. You might um, get an exorcism soon if you were to. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I might be staring at a little uh, Buddhist giving me such a hard time. Um, <laughs> might come with no. some lawyers attached. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, what was that you said again? <laughs> Nothing here. No, just kidding. Um, uh, the, uh, a gift for Vernon Wells. Oh, my God. You know what? To me, the perfect gift would be that we all grow up and get the intelligence to realize that all these stupid wars and things we're having, like this thing over in Ukraine and the Russians mm -hmm. and the, and everybody else that's doing this shit, that all they're doing is destroying their own way of life. I mean, eventually the Earth is going to rebel. I don't think people understand that the Earth's a living creature in its own way, and all we're doing is we're pushing the wrong buttons, and eventually it's just going to go enough. Yeah. And um, I, I just don't think we understand that. I think we're too dumb. We just kind of... We keep thinking that we are the masters of our own domain, and I'm sorry, but we're not. We're, as my grandfather used to say to me, we don't own the earth. We just lease it for a certain amount of time, mm. and we better be aware of that. And that's the truth. I mean, we're not here because we own anything. We're here because we're allowed to be, and we lease that area for our lifetime, and then it goes back to somebody else. It doesn't go with us. Um, and I think we need to realize that, that we have to look after the people on this planet and uh, not be so um, wound up with with not caring. If we can obtain and keep and uh, get more of, and I'm not going to mention names, um, that's the benefit of life is to become more, get mm -hmm. more, have more. Um, when the reality is, what are you going to do with it when you die? Right. You're going to take it with you? Yeah. Would you rather have people talk about you after you're gone and say, this man did so much with what he had to help those that did? Right. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't that, that be a much nicer thing than everybody going, 
you know, it's really nice to see the assholes finally gone. Um, <laughs> I think I'd rather be the other way, actually, you know. People yeah. saying, I, I, I like what he did. He, he tried to help people. And my thing is animals and, and kids. Right. You know, the two things that can't help themselves, kids can, can't defend themselves. We have a, have a duty to defend them, and we don't do it, and that bugs the shit out of me. Um and animals is the same. We we look at animals and go, you know, and I, I hear this and I get so wound up. Um, it's one of the few things that actually gets me to the point of wanting to do something to someone uh, is the people go, if you see somebody being bad to a dog or to a horse or to another animal and you say something, you go, wait, whoa, 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 what the hell are you doing? They go, Why? Number one, what the hell's it got to do with you? And number two, it's just a bloody stupid animal. Yeah. Uh, you know, go back a few years, dude, and you might find that you were the bloody stupid animal. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, we, don't re we don't remember that, that once upon a time we lived up in trees, and then when we came down, we were the animals that were being hunted. That's true. Um, so we should realize that these things... You know, they, you can't, we just can't go on doing what we do. It's that simple. We have to eventually, and destroying the atmosphere, destroying everything around us. Um, yeah, well, it, can't, it can't sustain it, you know, and then people go, well, you know, if anything ever happens, we can always go to Mars or to the moon. I don't think so. Yeah. Number one, they don't want us. Um, <laughs> they're watching what we do down here. They're all sitting up there going, yeah. Never going to happen. They're <laughs> never going to get here. Um, you know, so we we kind of got enough problems down here without kind of looking out there thinking we can yeah. go and do something. Uh, yeah, let's fix, uh, you know, as, as I was always taught, fix your own backyard before you start helping your neighbor. Yeah. All right, um, so uh, gift cards were burning. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um I, you know, I, people say that to me, they go, yes, we want to get you something for Christmas, what do you want? I I have everything I need. Yeah. I really do. And I'm not saying that because I'm being a smart ass. I'm saying it because now my life's complete in whom I am. Right. And there's, you know, you can get me anything you like. You could um, get yeah. me a bottle of scotch sort of thing. Um, I don't drink, but I, it would be wonderful. But um, I don't have this violent need to have stuff. Stuff. Yeah. You know, I um, <laughs> I always say that I have everything I want. Every morning, I wake up and walk out on my balcony and look at the ocean and the dolphins are swimming past, and I sit there and go, "Well, there's got to be something I don't have." And your wife, and, she's there. And I, <laughs> yes, and I I have my wife and my two dogs, and and I. You know, and yeah. at night I see the, some of the most glorious sunsets that God ever created from my balcony. So it's like, why would I want anything else? This to me, I have no need for, you know, having yeah. a Mercedes Benz or a, um, although a Mercedes wouldn't be too bad. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, having, having, um, something else like a, yeah. a Lamborghini or a Ferrari yeah. or something. I had those things when I was a kid. Yeah. And, yeah, as they always say, you know, men have big sports cars to account for a very small penis. <laughs> and, uh, 
<laughs> you know what? I really think it's right. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that sometimes you think you you can um, achieve the things you can't achieve without it if you have something that people look at and go, wow, that yeah. is, he must be a big man. Um, it's it's just, no, I, I think that... Uh, I think, I, to me, it sounds like you're very content with life. I am. And... I, I'm really content. Yeah, I, as I said, you know, uh, what I would like is, uh, for me, is that my friends who are trying to get films done and, and are so wonderful at what they do is that they would be successful in getting them up and made. Um, then they'd hire me and I'd have another film to it. No. <laughs> uh, but it's it's more for other people to succeed in what they're you know, like you and yeah, yeah. there. What succeed in what you want the most. Not it's not what I want because really I have got there without you know, and that's not being smart, I'm just saying I yeah, have yeah. worked my way to that point. Which I never thought I'd do, by the way. I used to have this deal with myself. It's so funny. And, and people would just go, are you kidding? When I first started this business, I, I had this thing that if I could ever do five films, I would retire. Because that would be amazing. <laughs> five films, I would retire. And when that happened, I thought, huh, if I could do 50 films, <laughs> it would be over. I would be I would yeah. be so content. And then it was... I could never do a hundred, but if I did, and it just kept going, and when I got to three hundred, I went, you know what? Whatever. Yeah. It's just like, Stop counting, right? I, yeah, I stopped counting. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I used to have the deals with myself, and and that all started because when I was younger, I used to bite my fingernails. Yeah. And one day, my mother used to to smack me on the knuckles for it. She'd say, "Stop." biting it, you know, like stop right, chewing yeah. your fingernails. And I hated getting smacked on the knuckles. And one day I thought, I've got to avoid this somehow. What can I do? So what I did was I made a bet with myself that I couldn't not do it. And so I would have a, I'll bet that I can't not chew my fingernails for three days. And if I don't chew my fingernails <laughs> for three days, I'll go to a movie sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I did that, and then in three days I hadn't chewed my fingernails, so I did that, and then it was five days, and then eventually, I, d- I don't chew my fingernails. Right, yeah. You know, I've yeah. never, I haven't chewed my fingernails for good God, a million years. Um, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 thank you. Um, but it's that that thing where, you know, you you suddenly yeah. realize that you you can. The things that you want to do, but you you just can't say, I'm not going to do that anymore. Right, yeah. you got to tr- almost trick yourself into doing it. you got to trick yourself into doing it. I think the only thing that I ever did was get off drugs by simply seeing something and going, oh, shit. Yeah. And I never touched drugs again in my life. And it wasn't that I saw something bad. It was that I was... When I was younger, I was in bands because my mother was a songwriter. Mm-hmm. And that's where I saw myself, not as an actor, as a singer in bands. And that's yeah. what I did. And we were touring and we were staying in this wonderful um, motel on the top of a mountain, which had a lake in front of it and um, beautiful uh, lawns and things. And every morning the sun came up over the mountain behind the lake. 
and as the sun came up it would create this mist from the lake which would roll over the lawns mm -hmm. and uh, there was all these kangaroos that would come in and they'd be sort of in the mist and they'd be bobbing up and down eating you know so they look like those yeah. uh, bobbers that you put on the side of a glass that right, clip, yeah. you know, go down and drink and come up you know those yeah. things and I was uh, on, on the first morning we're there I was walking to had out the toilets were in the toilet block and I was walking to the toilet and uh, I looked over and the sun was just coming up and it was just amazing and all these kangaroos were bobbing down coming up and I just sort of looked at it and I thought, wow, this is the greatest trip I've been on for a long time. This is so cool. Mm -hmm. And the guy that owned the motel walked up and he was standing beside me. And uh, he went, isn't nature amazing? And I went, what? And he went, nature, isn't it amazing? I come out and get this every morning. Nature puts on this wonderful display. And I suddenly realized that what I was looking at was real. There was no drugs involved. And I went, why the hell am I taking drugs? Yeah. And that was it. I never touched drugs from that day. That's awesome. Right. I just went, I don't, this, I'm doing shit to my body that I don't need for, for what? When I can stand on the porch of a motel and watch the most incredible scene in the world in front of me. Mm. So that was, that was it. Um, and uh, I, I think that's just the, the beauty of what we have around us that we don't want to lose. Yeah. That's that's me. You know, I'm yeah. just a dumb yeah. shit that loves Alexa. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I mean, you're you're very, uh, you know, you're very thoughtful, and you put a lot of thought into the things that, uh, you know, your beliefs and things like that. And uh, we could all be so yeah. lucky as to, you know. Yeah, I, I, I've been lucky enough to to um, to do a lot of it. I mean, yeah. one of my one of my dreams nearly killed me, and that was um, uh, we build schools for kids in um, deprived nations. Like we went up to Nepal mm -hmm. after the after they had all the earthquakes and everything, and we're building um, schools for the kids up way out in little villages in yeah. Nepal. And uh, um, when we finished, we went um, to India, and my wife's company has people in India that do translation for her because she mm -hmm. does a lot of translation for large corporations and the government and things. But a lot of Indian engineers do, they might be doing a seminar, and it's very difficult to understand Indians when they talk sometimes because right. their accents so so thick and so she has indians translate like indian translators translated into english so that uh, it can be edited and she wanted to meet some of them and while we we're there we then went and worked in a animal rescue for uh, a week mm -hmm. and um somewhere along the line between all of that and on the last night having a salad when everybody told me don't have a salad they wash it under the tap <laughs> I was dying for salad, so I had a salad. I got uh, this dog's disease, which is called Jardia. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really not a bad thing. I mean, it's a bad thing, but it's really not a bad thing. People get it if they've got two or three dogs. Right. And you get the runs for a day, and you feel like, bleh. Yeah. That's it. It's over. Done. Well, I got this Jardia, and it was like Jardia times a million. 
It was so bad <laughs> that when I came back in 24 days, I had lost 48 pounds. Wow. I was actually being eaten from the inside <clears throat> out. I was dying. And uh, my doctor was so concerned. She thought that there was no way they could save me. Yeah. And um, I was getting a little freaked out, to be honest with you. And the, the really weird part of that is I did three films while I looked like hell. <laughs> and because the roles yeah. needed me to look like hell. And, <laughs> and my director on the first one I did looked at me on the first day and he went, dude, I told you I needed you emancipated, but. Yeah, God, you've gone <laughs> overboard, and it had nothing to do with what he wanted. It was just that's the way I, my body was at that stage. I was mm. just slowly, you know. and um, they got to the point where they thought I would have to go into um, uh, one of those rooms where they lock you away, basically, in case you might have something that everybody yeah, else yeah, get, which yeah. you can't. Quarantine, you actually yeah. can't. You can't get Jardy or somebody. <laughs> It's not one of those things that's transferable. Did it? Did but, it help? Because I mean, you're you're a pretty big guy, from what I, you know, I, I don't. Um, know. Yeah, but I I wasn't pretty big when this finished. Take my word for it. Right. Um, but that's what, what I'm saying. Did it help that you were, you know, that you were a big guy? I, I, I think yes, because I had a lot more further to go. Yeah, than if yeah. I was smaller, and and, they, and the <laughs> thing that saved me was my wife because she's. Buddhist, and she went into all of her Ayurveda and all these books on, on the herbs and spices and the things that they do right. with your dosha, which your dosha is, is that, that's the, the, the part of your body which controls you, mm -hmm. and it's like hot or cold, and it, it, it keeps you alive. She went into all of that and discovered that, that my dosha was way out of whack and that my body was out of whack, and she started giving me these things, and it worked and mm. within probably three weeks she had done what modern science couldn't do because they couldn't control it they were like there's nothing we can do wow they, they tried everything and they just couldn't control it and in three weeks she managed to get rid of it Damn. so um and sometimes it's it's amazing <clears throat> that the things this is why i was saying we should look after the earth because the earth has everything we need right and and this what she did to me is a thousand years old you know this is right, probably yeah. more than that this is things that people did way back in antiquity where they they had they didn't have any mad modern science they had to rely on being able to find the, the herbs and right, the spices yeah. that would work for those types of things and um so she was using that knowledge to fight a modern disease and it won she won so i mean I've always been grateful for that one. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and it's, uh, you know, I stood, there's a little tiny bit of it. As my uh, Dr. Anderson said to me, she said, inside your body, your little friend lurks. So every so often, it's going to come out just to punish you. And there's, <laughs> there's a little tiny bit of it that's inside my body. And if I'm stupid enough to go and have um, uh, spicy food. Yeah. I know I've just had spicy food because my little friend, you know, yeah, welcome yeah. to my little friend. He comes out. <laughs> he lets me know he doesn't like spicy food. Um, hey, remember me? <laughs> yeah, remember me? I've been waiting for you. Um, and so, but apart from that, you know, I'm, I'm great. And, but I was really, whoa. Yeah. It was, mm. it was, it was, um, 
yeah, it was touch and go there for a while. And uh, I never really, I've never been afraid in my life of all this. Um, but I was scared. I bet, um, yeah. I, I, I thought it was over. But, you know, and I really didn't want to go then. It was like, I've got too much to do. Please right, don't yeah. now. Um, and I know we have no control over when and if and how, you know. Right. Uh, but I always said the three things you uh, can't change the day you born, the day you die, you just work between them. Yeah. Uh, which is true. We just, we don't know when that final one is. Yeah. What we do with that in, dash in the middle. Yep. We got to do something, and that's what I'm working with. Is you've got that part in the middle that you, you <laughs> work with. But I do have one thing on my side is all my family has always lived into their uh, 80s and 90s. So oh, that's good. I've got that on my side. But <laughs> I, uh, I may I may continue to haunt people for a few more years. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, no. It's it's yeah. When you when you look when as I say when you stare it in the face, you suddenly realize uh, your mortality that none of us are invincible. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it I, changed a lot of things in me actually. That I was always such a, oh, you want me to jump off that building? Sure. Right. Yeah. But you haven't got any boxes. I have to worry about it. I'll roll when I yeah. <laughs> tuck and um, roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, now they say so. I go, uh huh. And which one of these guys is my stunt double? Yeah. <laughs> Not getting me to jump off that chair. <laughs> um, so. It's like a lot of things change in yeah. your thinking, and and uh, you suddenly realize that you know oh, we yeah. we all have a mortality, and we push it. And yeah. One day it's going to bite us on the ass, as my wife says. Mm -hmm. um, she always has this habit of saying to me whenever I fall over or trip or do something stupid. Yes. Uh, um, you just won't give up with you. It's like that whole <laughs> circle, of, you know. Gotcha. It's gonna come around and bite you, and um, I, I just can't help myself. I have to fight it and see if I can win. Um, but it never happens. You know, I always lose, but one day, damn it! Yeah, one day. <laughs> I'm never gonna give up. That's right. The planets will align. <laughs> uh, they will. Uh, but yeah. So no, I, I. I'm getting back to what I do for a living. I'm. I'm so. You know, uh, it's 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 funny because I'm sitting in my office and straight in front of me is all these awards I've won and I keep looking at them thinking it took me 50 years to win them. Yeah. Wow. And then I won them all in 14 months. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Where were, were all you those the other 50 years? Yeah, <laughs> were all those people just hiding them and they thought they'd bring them out when you're not going to be around much longer. Right. Let's give him one before he goes. <laughs> Uh, and I just look at it and go, this is weird. I mean, oh. don't get me wrong, I'm incredibly thankful. Uh, but I just find it so funny that now I'm so um, relaxed with what I do and who I am that I think you know, a friend of mine, I was talking to him, he hires me a lot. And I said, so why? And he said, what do you mean why? I said, why do you hire me all the time? And he said, it's simple. You finally decided to grow up. <laughs> and he was being serious he wasn't being flippant he was being serious <laughs> I finally decided to grow up and he said that was when you became the actor you are you know, until that time you were an actor and, right. you know, 
and you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> now, <laughs> you're, you, you don't work at Beacon Actor, now you are. Hmm. And you're not a pain in the ass anymore, so it's nice to have you around. And well, I, it's got to make you feel good. Yes, I thought, wow, that's that's weird, but I, I didn't ever realize that. Yeah. Because you don't, because nobody ever comes up to you on the set when you're doing you know, Mad Max or Weird Science right. or Space or Commando or some bloody thing and go, you know you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> they allow you to be that because that's the way actors are, you know. Whereas I think we'd be so much better off if so, sometimes somebody would walk up to you and sort of, turn you around and go, you're just a pain in the ass. Knock it off. <laughs> I don't um, know, Vernon. Uh, I remember those movies, and you were, like, pretty scary in some of them, so I don't <laughs> think I'd be saying, hey, you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually had that problem. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I know. I, I, uh, yeah, I was a little <laughs> bit of a nutter there for a few well, years. Well, you know, everybody goes through that, so. Yeah, I was fortunate. I went in one end and came out the other, and I survived. You and know, so many here. people yeah. didn't. You know, I yeah. I look at some of the younger kids and I go, Oh God, why? Yeah, you know, it's it's so difficult to be who we are anyway, right? And to take it and just destroy it like that because you can. Yeah, I'd like ah, oh, you know, <laughs> just be thankful. I'm always the most thankful person in the world. You know, I always say that the one thing you should do when you get a film is run up and kiss the director's ass. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's hiring you yeah. to do something you love. And you, know, you should be so grateful for that, not be an asshole and go, yeah, well, so he should have, because I'm brilliant. Right. Yeah, guess what? There's a lot of other brilliant people too that aren't on the set. Hmm. Um, be thankful for what you've got. And I am very very thankful even if i have to play crooked santa um, <laughs> all right i'm still Kat. thankful damn it all right cat one more question and then we'll let vernon go one more question so um let's see vernon um you know it is i mean it's been a pleasure of course uh, you're always very interesting and insightful and entertaining um so my my one question, I just feel like, what is something uh, for the new year that you, it sounds like you've made a lot of improvements, but is there something, a personal goal that you, you know, still want to improve some on in the future? Um, yeah, I have a, I have a personal goal. My personal goal is to direct the film that I've uh, been sitting on for about, 15 years um, and next year is when we're doing it and that's my personal goal to achieve is to direct because I never ever thought I was good enough to direct it now I think I am and so my personal goal next year is to, re is to direct that film and just for once be on the other side of the camera and have all my my um, the people that I love as actors in front of the camera so I can torture them <laughs> um, I, I just want to be the guy there going Ahem. yeah I said act <laughs> dumb shit you know, just, <laughs> when did you think you were an actor you can do that whole thing um, so that's my personal goal is to crucify all my friends who think <laughs> you're a well, nice guy but you're a pain in the ass <laughs> about yes. that. say that's that again yeah 
is I can't wait to have you back as a guest after you've done that and you know hear how that experience went what it is like on the other side for you you'll you'll, you'll probably have to be one of those people that come and help them take me down off the grass because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're going to crucify me um, but uh, no uh, it's it's just I I'm, I now that's that's my next thing that I want to do is is I've directed a couple of things, uh, but I have a particular film that I want to direct really badly that I wrote, and uh, I have some wonderful, wonderful friends that uh, have all. One of them has demanded that if she's not in it, she's going to send a couple of her friends around to talk to me. <laughs> um, so I've, I've got uh, friends, and that's my goal is to do that, and uh, it would be just wonderful. And the I mean, if you continue that goal, my other goal is to uh, to be more helpful to my wife, if I can. You know, just uh, make make her life a little less stressed than it is with what she does for a job. Yeah, it's really sweet. All right, Vernon, uh, coming up on an hour, so we're gonna let you go. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, we love having you on, and. Uh, you know, we... uh, I love being on with you guys. It's 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 fun because um, you know you 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 tend to allow me to be me, which is you know I don't have to sit here going yes. Well, yeah. you know, I was doing these things. Yeah. <laughs> I have this theory about saying yeah. <laughs> the jolly fat man giving presents to all the children. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't have to do that shit. Okay. You know, the one funny thing about that is up until my knee went, every Christmas my wife and I would deliver toys to the underprivileged kids. Oh, wow. And, and um, I played Santa and she played Santa's wife. Huh. And a very good friend of mine who passed away a couple of years ago was like six foot four, and he used to play the elf. <laughs> and it was just hysterical, and all these little kids would look at this six foot four guy with the funny hat on and walking around with these bags of toys and go, Who's he? And my wife would go, That's our elf. And look at him and go, Oh. Do you have any just... pictures of that? <laughs> um, I think we have somewhere. Yeah. It was oh, just. We um, get one it was. Of those. It was kind of, it was it was fun because uh, the funniest. Well, it wasn't funny, but two things happened when I was doing that, which I just and that was you know these were depressed areas. I mean, yeah. you're talking depressed. People lived in houses that had dirt floors. You know, yeah. like um, and it was just so wonderful to go in and give these kids toys because they were always so grateful. Mm-hmm. And um, I always remember walking across the street to the car. Um, and my wife was ahead of me and this low rider came up the street and I went oh crap <laughs> I, said, uh, I said to Grace if anything happens just get in the car and go right. just go don't turn around just go and um, it sort of came up and there's four guys and it pulled up across from me and the guy leaned out and he said Santa get over here and I thought oh <laughs> so I walked over and the guy sitting beside him it was obvious he had a gun in his lap right. um, had something I had his, his jacket over it and I thought uh, this is really bad I could see the headlines you're an Australian actor playing Santa yeah. shot um, 
And I was just thinking, this is weird that, that I'm in this situation. And I said, well, and I was leaning virtually in the window, and I said to the guy, "Can I help you?" And he said, "Yeah." And I went, "Oh God, here it comes." And he said, "I just want to shake your hands. <laughs> you made my little brother's life. Every Christmas, he looked forward to having you come around and give him gifts." And that was the one thing in his life that was special, and I want to thank you for it. Wow. What? what? And this big gangbanger shook my hand, and yeah. all the guys in the car shook my hand. all shook my hand. <laughs> and then they drove off, and I just stood in the middle of the road going, what the <laughs> effing hell just happened? <laughs> I mean, I'm right in the middle of gangbang land, yeah. and uh, what? <laughs> and it was just so funny that, that this... And um, the other one was I went to this house, and we were there, and uh, I went in the lady, the, this little girl, and because uh, we had we got this, we had a bear, and it was like the bear was probably two and a half feet high, this big, mm -hmm. big uh, stuffed bear, and we're going to give her that, and uh, she was three years old, and we went in. And, her mother said, oh, I'm sorry, Santa Maria, she's having a bath. Wait, wait one minute, please. I see if I can get her. So she went out. And a couple of minutes later, this little tiny thing came out with a, a towel wrapped around her. She walked around the corner and she just looked at me and she went, Santa. <laughs> and she took her arms away and the towel dropped. So she done and she went, Ah, and she grabbed the towel and lifted it up again, and then she went, Santa! And it was like this hysterical little thing of towel up, towel down, towel up, towel down. And uh, when she saw the, the the bear, she just went insane, and it was three inches taller than her. Yeah, that's she awesome. just She just forgot the towel. She just yeah. leapt on the bear. Hmm. And that was what it was about, was to be able to go to these places and just see the difference it made in their lives yeah. you know just the one little thing and the one that always touched me the most was a young kid he was 12 years old he wrote because i had to write into santa right he wrote to santa and his wish was he said dear santa my wish is that my father will come back alive from the war wow uh, that he's in at which was he was over in um, Syria, Syria, no, not Syria, um, yeah, Syria, yeah. over there. He was in that one. And mm -hmm. all his wish was, no toys, no nothing, just that his dad would come home alive. Yeah. And that touched me so bad. And uh, I went out with a friend of mine and we bought this really expensive watch and gave it to him mm. because he, so he could tell when his dad was coming home. Right. Um, because he was just so special. That was the only thing he wanted. He didn't care about the toys and things. He just wanted his dad back. Yeah. And um, it's things like that, I think, that as a human being, you realize the power we have, number one, and you, you realize just what society is and how that the smallest thing creates the biggest miracles. Yeah. That's and true. that's what it was with with Santa that we were able to create these small miracles continuously uh, with these kids. And I was very um, sad when I had to give it up because I couldn't walk with all the stuff around up and downstairs. Right. And um, 
yeah, those things are my wishes that that can continue and that those kids all get what they want. All right. That's awesome. Great stories. Thank you again, Vernon. We really, really appreciate yeah. you coming by. Yeah, happy holidays. Uh, same to you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful um, uh, Christmas. And Kat, may you not get chased by any dogs. Um, <laughs> and uh, just have a wonderful time. I love both of you and I love doing your show. And please, if you ever want me back on, you know where to get me. Thank you so much, Vernon. Appreciate it. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to Kat at IWritePlays at Outlook.com or you can write to me at BackstorySessions at gmail.com or Matt at Level11Ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.